You're listening to Comedy Central. California, the only state where Botox is considered an essential service. This year's wildfire season has been one of the worst in history, with dozens of fires burning a record two million acres. And now we're finding out that one of this weekend's biggest blazes started in one of the dumbest ways possible. Crews continue battling dozens of raging wildfires in California. Officials say one of the fires, the El Dorado in San Bernardino County, started after pyrotechnics were used at a gender reveal party. Flames have scorched nearly 10,000 acres since Saturday. Fire officials say the blaze was only 7% contained as of late last night. No word if any charges will be filed related to this fire. Okay, people. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. These gender reveals have gone too far. 10,000 acres have burned. And it's not even the first time this kind of thing has happened. I mean, at this point, gender reveal party is now one of the most dangerous terrorist organizations. It's ISIS, Al-Qaeda, Taylor Swift fans, and gender reveal parties. Not in that order, calm down, Swifties. But guys, this has to stop, right? Or at least if you insist on a gender reveal, you should do something that helps the situation. The water's pink, it's a girl! And aside from all the damage it can cause, celebrating a baby's genitalia is starting to feel very outdated. Like given everything we're learning about gender, gender reveal parties should only happen when the child is old enough to know their actual gender and to pitch in some cash for the fire damage. And honestly, I don't even know why we need gender reveal parties. You know what we do need though? Race reveal parties. A bombshell confession from an African-American history professor at George Washington University who claims ties to the Bronx. Jessica Krug revealed in a blog post that she is a white Jewish woman who has been pretending to be black for years. She feigned being black and Latina. Now a white woman is saying that she is canceling herself, revealing decades of deception. Krug has been teaching African culture and history at the school since 2012, often posting as Puerto Rican. The 38-year-old born to white parents and raised in suburban Kansas is seen here addressing the New York City Council in June. Thank you much power to all my siblings who were standing up, my black and brown siblings. Crew is apologizing and says her whole life has been based on a lie. Okay, first of all, you can't say your life was based on a lie when you're the one who made up the lie. That's not how it works. Your life is only based on a lie when someone else told you the lie. Luke. I am your father. No, my life was based on a lie. That's how you use it. What's also crazy about this story is that unlike Rachel Dolezal, who fought like hell to hang on to her black card, Jessica Krug just came out and canceled herself harder than anybody could cancel her. She's like, I'm scum of the earth. I'm a leech. You need to cancel me. I didn't even know that was a thing. I did not know you could self cancel. I mean, in a way she's making history, which I can't wait to celebrate during not actually black history month. Now, if I'm completely honest, I kind of feel sorry for this woman. No, I I mean it, I do. Because I mean, she spent most of her life being black and now she has to adapt to being white. That's not easy, you know? I mean, all of a sudden she has to learn all the lyrics to Sweet Caroline. She's gonna have to pretend to enjoy farmer's markets and she has to drive an old car even though she can afford a brand new one. It's just fiscally responsible. Of course, black people have bigger concerns right now than white ladies self-caroning themselves because yet another video of shocking police brutality has come out, this time in upstate New York. 
Protests in Rochester were peaceful last night. Protesters marched to the steps of City Hall where they announced their demands, including the firing and prosecution of the officers involved in the death of Daniel Prude, plus the resignation of the mayor and the police chief there. The peaceful demonstration followed days of highly charged clashes between protesters, which began with the release on Wednesday of body camera footage from Prude's arrest. The footage from the March 23rd encounter showed him placed in a spit hood on the ground because officers believed he had COVID. He went into cardiac arrest and died a week later. Several restaurants on the East End closed this weekend after dealing with damage from protesters, but the owners say they stand with those who are standing against injustice. If you don't give us our shit, if you don't give us our shit, we'll shut shit down. Okay, guys, no. No, 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 I'm sorry, but no. I'm all for the Black Lives Matter movement, and fighting against systemic racism and police brutality, but it's not acceptable to storm a restaurant and just flip over tables. First, you introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Sean, and I'll be your protester this evening. Then you flip over the tables. Manners, people. Now look, jokes aside, we are living through one of the most stressful times in modern history, right? And in order to have any honest conversation, we have to acknowledge everything that's happening. You have a pandemic with people losing their jobs and people losing their lives. On top of all of that, you have a nation that has been inundated with images of police brutality day in and day out. People who are experiencing it all the time. Here's what I think. I think sometimes in society, people get more focused on the symptoms than the cause. Because right now everyone's talking about what's the right way to protest. What is the right way to protest? I think the real question people should be asking is why does there need to be a protest in the first place? Because if I had a magic wand, I wouldn't be trying to fix protest. Yeah, I'd use it to get the police to stop brutalizing black people. That's why the protests are happening. How they're happening is another conversation. That's what I'd do if I had the magic. Well, I mean, first I'd make Apple stick with one type of plug. Then I'd make the police stop brutalizing black people. Because sometimes I think I got the plug, then it's the small one, then they went from the big one to the small one, then they changed the thing, then I'm like, I'd like and you know what I mean. After years of hashtag Oscars so white, the Motion Picture Academy has announced a major rule change to hopefully make the Oscars hashtag so right. The Oscars are making inclusion a requirement for best picture consideration. Starting in 2024, those movies must meet diversity requirements in two out of four production categories, widening opportunities for underrepresented groups. They include women, minorities, and people with cognitive or physical disabilities. Promoters of the initiative say the changes will better reflect the diversity of the movie-going audience. So this is encompassing the totality of the people that actually work on a film. Oh, shit. From now on, movies can only be nominated for Best Picture if they meet certain diversity thresholds. Wherever Martin Scorsese is right now, he is shitting himself. He's probably calling DiCaprio, begging him to make a plan. Come on, kid, you sure you can't play black? You can do anything, I know you can. Personally, I think this opens up a bunch of opportunities. I hope that long-running franchises will just switch up the races of people and never address it. Like, how dope would it be if in the next Batman movie, he's just Jamaican? I and I be the Batman. Man. Wagwan. The Joker gonna save for that thing. What do you want to save for that? Jim can't do that. 
Now, you know what was funny, man, is as soon as this story came out, so many people read the headline and they just started panicking, bitching online. People were like, this is censorship. You can't force filmmakers to create whatever you want. I mean, how can you make a period piece with diversity? There were no black people back then. If you actually read the story before chiming in, people would have realized that in fact, these new standards, which only take effect in 2024, are not that strict. For instance, a movie qualifies if it has just one lead role from an underrepresented group and 30% of the crew from an underrepresented group as well, right? Or even if it has just 30% diversity in the marketing department or an internship program for an underrepresented group. And by the way, they define underrepresented groups as black, Asian, Hispanic, indigenous people, women, the disabled community, or members of the LGBTQ community. So in other words, it's super easy to meet this criteria. Donald Trump, the first president who's a non-essential worker. Yesterday, a tape dropped of an interview he did with Bob Woodward back in February, where he admitted that he purposefully downplayed the risk of coronavirus. And I mean, we all know why. It's because he didn't want to spook his precious stock markets. Whoa, whoa, easy girl, easy girl. It's okay, Nasdaq, everything's fine. You just keep going up, girl. Now, when normal people get caught on tape admitting that they lied to an entire country, they usually apologize. But Donald Trump didn't become president by being normal, so yesterday, he doubled down. Did you mislead the public by saying uh, that you downplayed uh, the coronavirus and that you repeatedly did that in order to uh, reduce panic? Did you mislead Well, I think if you said in order to reduce panic, perhaps that's so. The fact is I'm a cheerleader for this country. I love our country. And I don't want people to be frightened. I don't want to create panic, as you say. And uh, certainly I'm not going to uh, drive uh, this country or the world into a frenzy. We want to show confidence. We want to show strength. We want to show strength as a nation. You're a cheerleader? No, you're not a cheerleader, you're the coach. When you see that your team is headed for a huge defeat, you come up with some plays, right? You don't just stand on the sidelines waving pom-poms and saying everything's gonna be okay. Look, Trump, just because you've spent a ton of time in cheerleaders changing rooms doesn't mean that you are one. Like, I'm just saying, I've watched that Netflix show and Donald Trump would not make it on mats. Cheerleaders are everything that the president is not. They work as a team, they're disciplined, and most importantly, they know how to spell words. Now, the one upside of being stuck in this psychotic relationship with Trump for the last four years is that by now, we've pretty much learned every pattern that every Trump scandal takes. Trump steps into shit, and then Trump world comes out and explains that he didn't actually step in shit, or it wasn't shit, or that if the coastal elites got out of their bubble, they'd realize that stepping in shit is the most American thing that you can do. And this time is no different. As Fox News, the only network whose subtitles are in all caps, quickly rallied to Trump's corner to explain why lying to America about a deadly pandemic was the right move all along. The president was saying, don't fear. He was calm, he was confident because he didn't want to create a panic. I thought that was just fine and dandy. I mean, you wouldn't, I mean, you're, you're trying to run the country. You're offering leadership. When a doctor sees a spot on your x-ray, he doesn't run in and, says, and say, my God, you have cancer, you're going to die. <laughs> he says, hold on a second, this could be dense tissue, we want to look at it again. Think about it, uh, during the depression, it was FDR who had his fireside chats to calm America. You look at uh, something that uh, President Obama tweeted out on March 4th, 
And he had the same message as President Trump about calm down. He said, protect yourself and your community from coronavirus with common sense precautions. Wash your hands, stay home when sick, and listen to the CDC gov and local health authorities. Let's stay calm. Sound familiar? Listen to the experts and follow the science. Uh, okay, guys, that Obama tweet isn't proving what you actually think it's proving. It's actually an example of how a president can keep people calm whilst also being realistic about the dangers they face. The problem with Trump's admission to Bob Woodward isn't the fact that he tried to keep people calm, okay? It's the downplaying the virus part. As crazy as it may seem, lots of people in America actually believe the things that President Trump says. So when Trump comes out and declares that the deep state made up Corona to ruin his birthday, they listened. And as for that doctor analogy, Greg Gutfeld is correct. When doctors see a spot on your x-ray, they don't panic, but they do get it checked out because it might be serious. They don't tell you that you've got a spot on your x-ray, but don't worry, one day it's gonna disappear just like a miracle. All right, you wanna do copay or you just wanna do quid pro quo? So by and large, Fox News took the position that these Woodward tapes are nothing to be concerned about. Now, who knows? Maybe they're just trying to not cause a panic. But at least one Fox host seemed to realize that Donald Trump's lie had done some real damage. And so he took the bold step of placing the blame squarely on someone else. Of course, Bob Woodward's book is exactly what you thought it would be. What's surprising is that Donald Trump participated in making the book. The president sat for repeated interviews with Bob Woodward. Why in the world would he do that? Well, tonight from a source who knows the answer to that mystery, Senator Lindsey Graham of South Carolina. It was Lindsey Graham who helped convince Donald Trump to talk to Bob Woodward. How'd that turn out? Now, remember, Lindsey Graham is supposed to be a Republican, so why would he do something like that? You'd have to ask him. But keep in mind that Lindsey Graham has opposed, passionately opposed, virtually every major policy initiative that Donald Trump articulated when he first ran. So maybe you already know the answer. This is insane. So Lindsey Graham has been pretending to be a Trump ally this whole time, golfing with him, confirming his judges, defending him during impeachment, all so that four years later, he could trick Trump into doing a Bob Woodward interview? And by the way, nobody forced Trump to do this interview or say the things that he said. So this master plan only works if the guy you're plotting against is dumb as shit. How are we going to assassinate Caesar? I have an idea. Let's leave a bunch of knives in front of him and maybe he'll stab himself. This is the problem with defending Trump at all costs. Eventually, you're forced to invent the most ridiculous conspiracy theories. Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham is one of Trump's most loyal allies. But Tucker Carlson is out here making him sound like a resistor who's hiding Black Lives Matter signs in his office. You know, eventually, you're gonna run out of people to blame. Yeah, there'll be no one else to blame other than like Trump voters. I can't wait for the day when Tucker Carlson comes on the air like, Trump didn't elect himself. What kind of sick, twisted individual would put this poor man in a position of power? I think we all know the answer to that. Before we go, I wanted to remind you that there's less than two months until the elections and America is facing a nationwide poll worker shortage. Now, because most poll workers are over 60, and coronavirus is still in the air, they are understandably not showing up. But remember, fewer poll workers means fewer polling stations are open. It also means there's gonna be longer lines that not everybody can afford to stay and wait in. The good news is though, 
Most poll working is paid, and in some states you can be as young as 16 to do it. So if you're interested and you have the time, this is your chance to save your granny, protect democracy, and get paid while doing it. Sign up at the link below to learn more. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Daily Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. 